I can see it now. Whatever this thing is, it's big. Two cylindrical projections on top, one below. Purpose undetermined. We have two flights scrambled and on the way. They should rendezvous in your sector in two minutes. Won't be here. The UFO is climbing away fast. You are ordered to close on the UFO and attempt to force him to land. We want it brought down, or at least disabled until the other planes arrive. Acknowledged. Closing on target. Positive identification, Captain. Aircraft is an interceptor, equipped with missiles, possibly armed with nuclear warheads. If he hits us with one, he might damage us severely. You know, a lot of people say that college is the time when young men and women expand the way that they look at their world when they open their minds to new ideas and experiences, and when they begin that long journey from the innocence of youth to the responsibilities of adulthood. Now, isn't that a load of horseshit? <laughs> well, I'll be a son of a bitch. Delmar's been saved. Well, that's it, boys. I've been redeemed. The preacher done washed away all my sins and transgressions. It's a straight and narrow from here on out. And heaven everlasting's my reward. Delmar, what are you talking about? We got bigger fish to fry. The preacher said all my sins is washed away, including that Piggly Wiggly I knocked over in Yazoo. I thought you said you was innocent of those charges. Well, I was lying. And the preacher said that that sin's been washed away, too. Neither God nor man's got nothing on me now. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. Let me tell you something. That's the kind of groupthink mob mentality that's dumbing down America and flushing your brains down the toilet. Good morning, America. How are you? I'm Rabbi Dave. I'm good, and I'm Friar Rod, all jazzed up and ready to go. See, I knew you were going to bring that up. I had to. I debated all night whether or not I should bring it up. You knew I was going to. Well, I didn't know, no, but I suspected. Well, yeah, you've, we've been together long enough, Dave, that you, you kind of get a good idea as to how I'm going to... For those of you not keeping up, today is the first weekend in September. Yes. Or is it? Uh-oh. Is it not? It didn't used to be. The third? Or or you mean the, uh, the jazz festival? I mean, since the British screwed with the calendar back in 1752, it's what? actually 11 days ago. So wait, it's actually, wait, the actual date today is not September 3rd, it's August... 22nd. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Okay. I'm as clueless as some of our listeners are right now, so I'd like to get some clarification on why and how the British screwed with our calendar. Well, you know how the British are. Well, yeah, I mean, tea time and everything. Right. Not, so a long not time ago. golf, though. They play golf, you know, but they have tea. Do they play golf or do the Scottish play golf? Well, I think they're, you know, by extension now because... You know, Scotland is a part of the UK. Okay. So a long, long time ago, perhaps as long ago, even as 6,000 years, which for those of you who, you know, 
think a certain way is the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. The rest of us, it's not, but, you know, there you go. So they used to keep track of the calendar by the moon, which is a 28-day cycle, which to anybody that's married or ever been in a long-term relationship, you know why that's important. Sure. The problem with that is the moon's 28-day cycle doesn't match up with the rotational orbital or mechanics of the Earth, which takes 365 and a quarter days to go around the sun. Yeah. Which is actually a year. So you end up with this bizarre calendar that has 12 months some years and 13 mm -hmm. months some other years. And it screws with the dates, right? Sure. And this is inefficient and inaccurate. So in 46 BCE, when he took over Rome, Julius Caesar created what's known as the Julian calendar. Mm-hmm which was more accurate. In fact, it was so accurate that it lost one day every 128 years or something like that. Yeah. Don't, don't quote me on the details of this because it's early in the morning and it may not actually be September yet. Okay. My glasses are giving me crap. <laughs> so everybody was fine with this Julian calendar because the empire made everybody be okay with it. Yeah. Slowly, everybody kind of adapted to it, except for the Chinese it, and the Jews. It's good to be Caesar. Right. And eventually, the Julian calendar took over. But the problem was, that was 2,000 plus years ago. So how many times does 128 go into 2,000? Mm, I don't know. <clears throat> Sorry. I was told there would be no math. Anyway, it's a lot. It is a lot. So the calendar was off again. So Pope Gregory fixed it, quote unquote, and decided that everybody should use the new Gregorian calendar. Okay. The problem is he's the Pope, and by no, this point- It is good to be Pope, too. Right. By, especially if you're Rodrigo Borgia, which is a great TV series if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I have not seen it. But anyway, the problem is he's the Pope. So unlike Julius Caesar, he cannot simply just decree that everybody do what he has decided they should do because a good portion of the world looks at him and says, hey, kiss off. We don't believe what you believe, so tough. So now the world is getting confused because now you have two calendars, the Gregorian calendar and the Julian calendar, and the dates don't match, right? Mm -hmm. And this is causing major problems. Well. I say major problems, but, you know, really, the only people it's really causing pe problems for is historians who can't seem to keep the dates straight. <laughs> so anyway, 1752, the Brit Scotland had already decided to adopt the Gregorian calendar. Okay. England, which is Protestant, had said no. But in 1752, they all decided that, you know what, this is absurd. We all need to be on the same calendar. Mm-hmm. So the king told all the British possessions, including the United States, which wasn't the United States yet. At that point, it was the American colonies. But today is no longer September 3rd. Today is, in fact, September 14th. We're jumping forward 11 days. Okay. Which means that really today is not September 3rd. You have to subtract 11 days. Well, how many days? What date is that? See, now I got to know. Isn't that stupid? This is how my mind works. 
So let's see. Seven. So how do they calculate interest if they jump that day? Those days? No. See, and this is part of the problem is that. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So today is actually the 23rd of August. That's part of the problem is that this, this change created all kinds of brouhaha. Remember, this is the 1750s, so people still sure. believe in witches and oh yeah, crap like that. So it actually caused, supposedly, nobody can find any evidence of this, but supposedly this caused a bunch of riots. So this is kind of like the Y2K of that time. Almost exactly. With the same hype, the same buildup, yeah. the same... The whole same, everything is going to end, including the same people out buying, you know, survival supplies because they knew that this was going to be the the disaster of disasters. And then it became a big nothing burger. So it's the Y 1.7K. 1.752, yeah. Supposedly there were riots. There were a lot of people who were mad because, quote, you stole 11 days of my life. How do I get that back? Unquote. Hmm. And there was a lot of uh, religious so, fervorosity about it. So this is a complete aside. I wonder if there's like a 300-year cycle where these types of things happen, like a Y2K event. I don't think so it's if we really go a back, complete aside because this whole show today is just a complete aside. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to say that. but <laughs> So if we if we were to go back to say what... <laughs> This is the 1400s. <laughs> was there another Y2K type event? I don't know the if there was a Y2K event in the 1400s, but in the 1000s, when it when it turned to 1000, there was. Well, People yeah, were but... like, we, we got to be in church at midnight on January 1st, 1000. <laughs> okay. Without ever, see, because that was even before the time of time zones. They didn't really understand time zones. Yeah. So they didn't really understand that midnight on... January 1st, 1000. Greenwich Bean time was. Right. Was <laughs> long after it. Act- so that's what happened to me on January 1st, 2000. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did have an old computer. I did have a computer that was killed by Y2K. That's how old did it you was. really? Yes. It was that old. <laughs> but I knew it was coming and I'd already bought a new one. So I was, uh, I was at home on the evening of the 31st. And I, you know, nobody knew what was going to happen. Everybody suspected what was going to happen, which was sure. a giant nothing burger, which is what it turned out to be. But well, it's because people fixed the problem, right? right. The, the, in the major critical systems. Right. And then you still had your neighbors that were, you know, paranoid and convinced, Dave, you've got to make sure you've got plenty of this stuff and this stuff because everything's going to shut down. Well, so no, I worked for a grocery store chain at that time in, in IT. And I actually left that company about two years, year and a half or so before, before Y2K, because they weren't actually looking into it. And I'm like, oh, you're an idiot if we're not even looking into it. I mean, it's one thing to actually assess it and, and understand what you're going into. It's another thing to just you know put the blinders on and say, well, no, we're good. See, I'm convinced that was intentional too. Because the longer you wait, the bigger mm-hmm. the panic at the end, and the yeah. more money is to be made fixing the problem. That could be. That could be. So that was probably part. Anyway. I knew everything was going to be fine because I was watching television on the 31st, our time. Mm-hmm. And I basically watched Midnight start in Japan, China, Damn. Russia. No blackouts. Yeah. Nothing happened. And by the time it got to Paris and they were shooting off the fireworks over the 
over the Damn. hated Eiffel Tower. Did you know that they hated the Eiffel Tower? Parisians hated the Eiffel Tower when it was first built. Why, why is that? Because it was basically a giant billboard. Okay. Advertising. Yeah. They hated it. They thought it was too American. Anyway, so when they were firing off the fireworks over sure. there, because that, that has nothing to do with it yeah. as a complete aside, um, I said to myself, you know what? Nothing's going to happen. And mm -hmm. I, in a precursor, because then I was much younger, that was 23 years ago. Almost 24 years ago, I was much younger, and I said to myself, you know what? I am going to bed. And I did. And yeah. I got up the next morning, and lo and behold, all the stores were open, and everything was fine. I did buy some MREs, just in case, because it's always good to have some survival food on hand. I they tasted some. like crap, though. Yes, they did. Oh, my God. Ended up giving them to a homeless guy. <laughs> As a complete aside, I was on base a few weeks ago for an event, and they were handing out MREs. Here, take some, free. <laughs> you only want two? No, here, take six. <laughs> so, yeah, I got a whole bag of MREs out in the garage. I don't have a clue what I'm going to do with them. But one well, of them I is gave, a, Like I said, I gave them to the homeless because I'm like, after you know, Y2K, I'm like, I'm not going to eat them. Right. I might as well give it to someone who could use them. One of them is a pizza. Pepperoni I'm pizza, sure, which my son loves. I'm sure today's MREs are better than. Uh, and and what what is it in our experience together that makes you think that? Well, <laughs> I haven't had. Well, your son likes the pizza, right? No, no, he likes pepperoni pizza. I don't know if he okay. likes the MRE one or not. Okay, well, so my my MREs weren't that. They were like some kind of meat and sauce substitute thing in a package that you just pour out and heat right. up. Salty as all get all. Well, you know, salt's good for you. To a limited extent, yes. Just raises your blood pressure, which I need anyway. I had my physical, this, I had my first physical, my first annual physical mm -hmm. in the last seven years to this week. Okay, well, that's good. Because, you know, annual physicals are... See, I don't know if it's good or not. I don't know. I, I, I... I I'm kind of, um, I was saying to my wife yesterday, I think I might need a new doctor because I had my annual physical. Again, mm -hmm. if you're expecting anything actually content-wise to be relevant to anything today, <laughs> you're in for a sad surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so when you go for it, a physical. It's a holiday weekend day. Yes. We can, we, you know, it's we can Labor Day out. weekend. We think. So, yeah, maybe. It's really August 23rd, but anyway. Well, it could still be Labor Day weekend just on August 23rd. I know that, in fact, today is the 17th of Elul, which if you go back to the Hebrew 28-day mm -hmm. calendar, is we're coming up on Rosh Hashanah. Woo-hoo! Yep. Yay. Which is it's always around my birthday. Rosh Hashanah is great, but then it's followed by Yom Kippur, which... Not so great. Anyway, so my doctor, back to my doctor. Mm -hmm. How long does a physical usually take? I haven't had one in a long time. Okay. Just, just as if you were I'm guessing, guessing half, what, what a half an hour. Half an hour. Okay. Followed by some blood work or some blood work ahead you know, of time we did or that whatever. Before. We did yeah. that before. So I'm a little, um, 
And by the way, he didn't tell me I was supposed to fast for it because it was supposed to just be an A1C check. And then it turned, and I was talking to the gal on the phone and she says, oh, we're just going to make this a physical because you haven't had one, quote, in a while, unquote. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I better fast for this blood work because... I typically fast for blood work in general just because you never know. Well, you never know, but I get a lot of A1C checks, mm-hmm. which is stupid because, you know, look, it's been a month. It's been 30 days. How much can it have changed? Yeah. You what know? are you at right now? Uh, as of right now, I'm at 8.1. Okay. Which is down from 11.1. Well, that's good. But up from 7.1, which it was, you know, six months ago, eight months, 10 months ago, whatever it was. But remember, we went through this thing where I didn't have any medicine for, you know, three months. So anyway. Due to an insurance insurance scam. So anyway, we go to the physical and, or I go to the physical. We didn't go. Rod's not (laughs) connected to me at the hip. we're cl- more close, but we're not that close. Right. <laughs> we're not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Turn your head and cough. No, Dave, don't look well, at me while you do that. See, that came <laughs> up in the whole thing. Okay? At one point, he starts whipping out the blue gloves. Uh, you know what's going on there. He does that, which, which, of course, my response to that is I better not have any hernias. I've had both of them surgically repaired. Okay. So that better not be an issue. If it is somebody's getting sued. Sure. I don't know who, but somebody. But then he says to me, should we skip the other part? Hmm. And I said, well, if it's up to me, we are. I mean, number one, I see the urologist every six months anyway, and I, he's, mm-hmm. he's downstairs. In fact, the last appointment that I had with my doctor, we were sitting in my doctor's office talking about stuff, and my phone rings. And because it's the same office, it comes up as him calling me. <laughs> and I looked at him and said, why are you calling me? He said, I'm not calling you. I said, this says you are. And he grabs my phone and answers it. Dr. Bignonas, <laughs> can I help you? <laughs> Which, of course, confused the gal literally right below us who yeah, was calling so from the other office. Anyway. So we decided we would skip that part. Since I regularly see the urologist and... We've all agreed, after six years now, we've all agreed that Dave has a big prostate. Not an enlarged prostate. It's just big. Okay. So since we're all in agreement on this, we don't need to be rooting around down there to confirm that it's still big. Mm-hmm. Check? I check. So this is the end of the physical, which has now, by my watch, taken... Are you ready? Sure. Eight minutes. Oh my gosh. So if the hell they really wanted was the blood work and the and the blood pressure check and the weight check. By the way, my blood pressure, 90 over 80. Which would 90 be, over 80? Indicative of the fact that I probably need more salt. Yes, 90 over 80. We've, okay. We've established the fact that Dave has a problem with low blood pressure. Yeah. Blood is, that, is that medication related? He took me off of one of the meds, I don't know, back in April hmm. when this became an issue. So who knows? I don't, I maybe, don't know. Maybe it's a COVID side effect. Could be. We've also discovered that my cholesterol levels mm-hmm. are, quote, in the trash, unquote. What does that mean? 
Well, my bad cholesterol is almost unmeasurably low. Hmm. Now, the problem with that is that my good cholesterol also equally low. Well, so that's not good. It's not, but his attitude was, well, at least the bad one's in the trash, so whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Okay. So. I'm on beds for that. They have me on statins, as we have discussed at length, because I am a type 2 diabetic. Sure. Have to be and on it's statins. protocol. It's protocol. But then we get into this debate about, I swear to God, this eight-minute physical, at least a minute of it is spent on, should I be taking these at night or in the morning? Mm-hmm. His argument is you should take them at night because your liver enzymes kick in then and they're more effective. And he gives me this 45-second lecture about why you should take Crestor, the statin, Mm -hmm. at night. And then he looks down at the chart and goes, but then again, you're all in the trash anyway, so keep doing whatever it is you're doing. Which is taking them in the morning because the cramps they cause are unbearable. Okay. So I take them in the in the morning, because I feel I figure I could deal with the cramps during the daytime much easier than at night. Yeah. When my weighted blanket doesn't help the way it's supposed to help. Yeah. Anyway. And for those of for those of you that are younger in our audience, just just so that you know, is that when old guys get together or older guys, we, we just start talking about our health issues. It's just it's a normal course of business. Right. And again, this show today has no agenda. No. Has no outline. It has a text day before yesterday, in which I said to Rod, eh, let's just talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> which is not this. To which to which I sent Dave about what, four or five different possible WTF right. stories. We weren't gonna talk about all this, but I got up this morning and and the first thing my wife said to me when I saw her this morning was, What day is it? Because she works nights, so she gets confused by the days. Mm-hmm. And I said, today is Sunday, September 3rd. And then I went, wait, maybe it's not. And I called up my calendar, and of course the first... You didn't tell week, her that, did you? Well, I, did I bore her to death with the story about the 1752 change to the Julian calendar, <laughs> from the Julian to the Gregorian? <laughs> Just not our yet. listeners. <laughs> not yet, but I will. Because I'm a historian, and that's what we do. We bore people to death with useless stories about things that you don't care about at all. And you know what the best part of that is, Rod? What's the best part? In less than four years, I'm going to be a professional at doing that. (laughs) You hope. If you're not converted. Right. To the new style historian. Yes. Black studies. That's the big announcement, I guess. I I, I should make it. I was going to hold it for my show, but I guess I should make it here. Well, you could, you know, you could also make it on your show, too. Right. Is it the same people who listen? I don't know. I have no idea. See, because we only have one listener that ever responds, Steve. Yeah. Well, we well one Dylan guy. sometimes listens, yeah. sometimes responds, but, but 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 he responds to me as well. Right, he does. which is not that doesn't count. Well, I yeah, except for I forward those on to you, Dave, mm-hmm. whenever I. Anyway, I have been officially accepted at Arizona State University, go Sun Devils. Yeah. As a history major, and the peasants rejoiced. I'm not kidding. I I actually. Already applied for, boy, this is a mess. Try applying for scholarships when you're 60 years old. Mm, Scholarship people do happen. not like 60-year-old people. Talk about, talk about your freaking 
biases and your discrimination. Yeah. There's a perfect scholarship out there for me, $30,000. Mm-hmm. But you have to be a graduating senior. In the process or have just recently graduated? Yeah. This year, you have to be a graduating senior. Well, you're a senior. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> Didn't go over very well. <laughs> Even my own organization has a scholarship that I applied for, and they turned me down. My own organization, the the organization for which I am a president of a local chapter, turned me down. You know why? Why? You're too old. What the heck? That's what I said. Don't expect me. Don't expect me to stand up in front of my group and say, "Hey, donate money to the scholarship committee anymore." Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> So I guess well, so, so now you're you're going to go to school. You're gonna you're gonna go get an official paper. Right. You're going to pay a bunch of money for a, a paper that tells you no, 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 you no, are no. now. I'm not going to. That's the good part of it. You people are going to pay for this because I'm getting student loans. Which, okay. again, by the time I get done with this, I'm going to be 63, 64 years old. So, thank you for the degree. Yeah. Well, if you go into teaching, you know. I'm not. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you can get it forgiven after 10 years. Again, I will be 63 to 64 when I finish this. Already collecting Social Security because I'm starting at 62. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for the degree. Anyway, the point of all this is I, I just got to the point where, I don't know, when I tell these long, ridiculous stories about Gregorian and Julian calendars, mm-hmm. I want people to take me seriously. Like, that guy knows what he's talking about. You mean that your doctorate doesn't cover that already? That they don't take you my seriously? Bachelor, my, my doctorate in divinity does not help with my history. Oh, in fact, I brought that up to the, uh, to the folks. They were asking me about my college experience. I said, well, I have an honorary doctorate. And they were impressed. <laughs> Worth it, really? <laughs> For about 10 seconds. Then we got into this whole discussion about what are you going to do with this degree in history? It, it's great. I mean, they, they were all very encouraging. Oh, we sure. love 60-year-olds coming back to college. And I'm sure. Blah, blah, blah. Then they said, what are you going to do with it? And I said, absolutely nothing. I just want to be taken seriously. That's it. That's the whole thing. So I just, I well, just want to be able to say when somebody, when somebody say, you know, says something on Facebook or whatever, I want to be able to fire back with, yeah, how many history degrees from Arizona State University do you have in history? Yeah. Well, isn't that the kind of the point of actually getting a degree anyway? Any degree, right? It's just that you can be taken seriously in that field. Yes. Unless it's like brain surgery or something, then then you actually have to prove it. Well, yeah, I mean. I'm kidding to some degree. Mm-hmm. I, I did start. So, Millsurp writer, Mike, my yeah. friend down in Huntsville, Alabama, has been pinging on me for two years now. Why haven't you written a book? And of course, everybody in talk radio has written a book. You have to write a book. Here's the little secret. None of them actually write it themselves. No, no. But I'm, I, I can't do that. So between, uh, between myself and my impressive writing skills as a former Modesto B columnist. Sure. And, um, the use of chat GPT, Mm -hmm. I have actually at least completed the first half of an outline of the book that I'm going to write. Okay. Which will now, on the cover, you know, the, the back flap, mm-hmm. instead of just saying, Dave was a radio host 
and a podcaster for many years with a with a great passion for history. Mm-hmm. Now it will say Dave was a great radio host for many years and a, has a passion for history and a degree in history from Arizona State University. Yeah. Is this, are you going for a bachelor's or a master's? Yeah, I got to start for a bachelor's. Oh, okay. I mean, who knows? If you taxpayers are willing to continue to foot the bill for it, I may go for that master's. Yeah. But I don't know what it would do for me. Well, I mean. Who's going to hire yeah. me to teach history? So this is the problem. I'm looking over the class list and I'm going, well, because mm, yeah. Rod starts giving me a bunch of crap about how I'm going to be assimilated. <laughs> and like, then you show the class list that's available this month. Right. This, and this the class list semester. is available for this quarter, which is when I'm starting, is history of African-American women in America, mm-hmm. history of black women in America, the slave trade from 16-something to 17 or 18, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this will be fun. A whole lot of art history classes. Sure. See, I'm almost debating whether I should change my major to art major, art history, because at least that's interesting. Yeah, that'd be fascinating. As opposed to talking about why the king changed the the calendar from Gregorian to, or from I don't Julian know, I, to Gregorian. I think some of our listeners are going to find that fascinating. Well, I, I mean, do love who, art. Who knew that? Yeah. What I mean, happened I, to art during that period, Dave, in those, in that days that that time changed what happened to art i could write a whole dissertation and book on that which literally yeah. five people would read mm-hmm. but at least i would be taken seriously yeah people would say hey he actually knows something about this as opposed to not knowing anything about it. <sighs> anyway that's what's going on in my life i had a physical and uh, i'm going to college okay. rod on the other hand Spent the first day of the NCAA collegiate football season. And by the way, at the same time, Newcastle was playing. Mm-hmm. I was at the jazz festival in Sacramento. It was good. It was good. Listening to various types of jazz, some, uh, some rockabilly and some uh, honky tonk. That was actually, there was a good band for that. It's funny how some people just can't sit still and they have to get up and start dancing when that happens. Most of the people there were older than me, though. He sent us videos of this. Yeah. It was good. He missed a Newcastle game for it, so it must have been okay. Well, yeah. Of course, it wasn't much of a game from what I said. No, it wasn't. They were blown out. They've got some... They've got to figure out what's going on with them. Norwich lost yesterday, too. But... What are you going to do? Newcastle's, what, four games in, and it's one win, three losses so far. See how exciting this jazz stuff is, folks? Jazz. Jazz stuff. No, the the music was good. It was good. My my dad came up from Las Vegas, so it was good to see him. There were some friends of the family there that that I've known since I was a wee little lad. And so I got to see them. Well, you missed the first day of of the NCAA football season. I Which was exciting. Could care less about college hand egg. My beloved Oklahoma Sooners. Which I am not going to Oklahoma. Because Oklahoma does not have an online history program. Nor am I moving to Oklahoma. Even though my sister lives yeah. literally three miles from the, from the camp. Nope. Not going there. Wanted to. Not going to happen. Nor am I going to the University of South Carolina. Which has a fantastic history program. But not mm-hmm. online. 
so I can't do it that way. Anyway, Oklahoma yesterday beat Arkansas State. Did they? 73 to nothing. Yeah. Well, I saw that the Oregon Oregon Ducks actually blew out their uh, game as well. It was like 81-something to right. something else. I don't even know why they have this first week. <laughs> football. If you want to have a preseason, just call it preseason and don't. What what ticks me off though are these teams that are still playing cupcakes in week four. Yeah. There should be a rule about that, but sadly, there is not. In the meantime, it's still what the frock. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod, and we will be right back. Welcome back. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. And uh, since we have no agenda today, I had I had a subject I was going to go into, but a news story just flashed across my screen. Oh, did it? The Pentagon has launched a UFO spotting website. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, we kind of briefly talked about that. A website to do yeah. this? Yeah. So we oh, yeah. can report where you spot UFOs. So how many trolls do you think are going to actually line up and file false reports on that? Well, I'm going to do one right now. Where's the actual website? I'll see your stories about it, but I don't see the actual website. All right. Pentagon launches one-stop shop website for UFO information. Let's see. Let's click on the link and see what it takes us. Welcome to the website for the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. What a heck of a name for a department that is. Our team of experts is leading the U.S. government's efforts to address unidentified anomalous phenomenon using a rigorous scientific framework and a data-driven approach. Since its establishment in July of last year, order that shipment of ivy for the walls, because this is a tradition. Uh, the AARO, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, has taken important steps to improve data collection, standardizing reporting requirements, and mitigating the potential threats to safety and security posed by these unidentified anomalous phenomena. Have they determined what threats to mitigate are? I mean, you, before you could mitigate something, you've got to understand what the threat really is. So. You know me, I'm uh, I'm a longtime business guy. Sure. And I'm fascinated by businesses that are obsessed with buzzwords and sure. crap like that. So you'd be happy to know that the AARO has a mission statement Uh-oh. and a vision statement because the two are not the same. Mm-mm. No, they are. The mission statement says we will minimize technical and intelligence surprise by synchronizing scientific intelligence. That was a UAP. Was it? UAP spelled C-A-T. My wife just brought me a donut, sorry. Oh, okay. Anyway, minimize technical and intelligence surprise by synchronizing scientific intelligence and operational detection, identification, attribution, and mitigation of unidentified anomalous phenomena in the vicinity of national security areas. Apparently, that is not Montana where the Chinese balloon flew over. No. 
The vision statement, however, is different. Sure. Unidentified anomalous phenomena are effectively and efficiently detected, <clears throat> tracked, analyzed, and managed by way of normalized DOD intelligence community and civil business practices. Wow. By adherence to the highest scientific and intelligence tradecraft standards and with the greatest transparency and shared awareness. I, I just picture a couple of government employees with binoculars out there. Hey, Vern, what do you think that is? Is that a balloon or is that, a, is that some kind of unidentified object? I'm just waiting for them to start using the Navy for this. Because the Navy... <laughs> Seaman, what's your name? Seaman, Seaman idiot. Go stand on the bow with the binoculars looking for UAPs. Aye, aye. Yeah. The guy right out of boot camp, mm -hmm. he's going to go out there and take this really seriously. And he's going to yeah. actually look for crap. Mm -hmm. The guy that's been in the service for, you know, six months a year, he's going to go out there and pick his nose while he's complaining about how long this watch is going to take. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I'm off watch, man, I'm going to go do this. And then let's see. Reported UAP altitudes. Ready? Mm -hmm. Let's see. 5,000 feet plus 10%. 10,000 feet plus 9.5%. 15,000 What's the percentage? Of what? what? What you're giving a percentage. Altitude. Altitude. 5,000 feet in altitude. 10% of them are reported there. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. If you go up to 10,000 feet, it's about 10% as well. That means that 20% of them are under 15,000. Okay. The vast majority, 28.7%, are around 20,000 feet. So Doesn't that go. make it a little difficult to see with a pair of binoculars? Yes, but again, who's reporting these? Apparently, they That's want everyone else to. 47% of them are orb-shaped or round. 16% are just lights. 7% are others. The and really the sad story of this, Dave is that there are people that are going to take this so seriously, they're going to bookmark that, that report right. page. Well, the question is, why are they taking this so seriously? And it's the a answer distraction. Is they're taking this so seriously because it is a distraction from the fact that the people running our government are basically zombies. Mm -hmm. So and this is really the gladiator games in a way, right, of, of Rome. It's, it's to Hunger. distract, yeah, or the Hunger Games. Yeah, it's to distract people. Anyway, so, so we saw again this week as one of our leaders, mm -hmm. and I'm doing that in air quotes, um, had to be reset. Yeah, the animatronics failed. They had to restart it. Who are the people that keep pushing these guys, these guys and gals out there? At some you point, know, does, doesn't basic humanity say, <laughs> you know, at least, uh, at, hmm. at, at least give him a jump charge before you send him out there? <laughs> Well, everything worked fine in rehearsal, Dave. There used to be, in the funny papers, a cartoon called Tank McNamara. Okay. Long time ago. This is back in the 70s. And one of the best Tank McNamara Sunday cartoons, it was a one-panel thing except for Sundays. when, And it was Howard Cosell interviewing some boxer. And the boxer's answering the questions about like you would expect him to. Until he just freezes. Okay. And the next, the next frame is the guy. <laughs> he's just frozen. 
and his manager comes in with the jumper cables and connects him to it. And then he finishes answering the questions. I got to find that somewhere. It was great. Yeah. That's about what happened this week in politics is once again, uh, the Republican majority leader in the Senate just. That's uh, frightening, man. It is so frightening how he had, I mean, obviously he's having some kind of health issue. No, he's yeah. not. The, 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 the Senate doctor cleared him, said he's fine. No problem. He was just dehydrated. You didn't see this? He's no, dehydrated. That means That's he's not fine. That means he's not drinking enough water. Or having electrolytes, right? It's an electrolyte issue. Okay. Probably potassium. Right. But he's Eat fine. a banana. It's, he's fine. He's okay. It doesn't matter that he's basically now died twice in front of everybody, sure. but that, that's fine. Yeah, and, and yet, did you see the iron grip he had on that podium? Yes. The guy did. tried to remove his, remove his hand, and he couldn't get it off the podium. It was creepy to watch this whole thing. I mean, it really was. Mm-hmm. It was every bit as creepy as watching Die Fi just ramble on and on and on. Just say I. From her wheelchair. Right. With her daughter running her billion-dollar empire because she's in a conservatorship. In other words, she can't make decisions for herself. But she can but effing do that for the she's the senior senator from California. Right. And nobody looks at that and goes, well, people are starting to. But... You know what it comes down to is she might, they, they, they might in fact be, you know, zombies, but at least they're zombies in the right party. So we have to continue to support these. I heard your, I listened to your, uh, what was it? The Dave does history thing about, it wasn't Dave does history. What was it? You're just, your it was just my regular show. Plausibly live yeah. podcast about, Thursday. yeah, Constitution Thursday. Thursday. And I think there should be a separation between term limits and this whole age-related thing. Because the age-related, health-related, mental capacity-related issue is a bigger deal. Oh, I agree. But then you realize that the second oldest senator in the entire country is Bernie Sanders, who shows no sign of slowing down. Well, we don't know if if that's medically assisted or not, right? right? Some of that ageism would be unconstitutional you can't say to somebody because you except that we do it already on the on the downside we say you gotta we do. be at least 25 so. yeah so maybe after a certain limit there's some health check or something that has to be done that if you're on certain medications that affect your potential to make decisions or ability to make decisions or memory related issues because if you can't remember then oh my gosh you don't belong there well, now, wait a minute, because there are days when I have a hard time remembering what day it is. Like, is today September 3rd, or is it August 23rd? Oh, well, there's historical reasons for that, Dave, which you so eloquently said earlier. And which I understand, because soon, I will be a professional historian. So you are a future professional historian. That's right. That's your title right now. You're a future professional historian. I should put that on my card. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to What Speaking the Frock. Freezing. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, what part of the show are we in? Okay, so uh, I've, it's the it's our news story time, our WTF news story time. And, and so, Dave, I have I have five, no less than five stories. Um, 
So I'm going to start. I'm just going to just start shooting these things out here. So, you know, we've, we've actually had kind of a constant discussion about AI. That's been something I think that's kind of defined this year's shows in general, as we've had a lot of talk about AI and what it's doing. But now, Dave, there are ads in Instagram and TikTok that are being flooded for AI sex workers. That's right. We now have AI sex workers flooding ads. In. What does that mean? Well, so it's a new kind of sexualized content that has been getting through moderation. It's ads for scantily clad and dirty talking chatbots powered by what their creators say is artificial intelligence. It's dozens of tech startups that have been running explicit advertisements on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook in recent months. Ads that promise not safe for work pics, custom pinup girls, chats, no censoring. So, you know, it's, it's basically they're just trying to rip you off. So now wait a minute. Didn't at one point in the not too distant past, you had an AI girlfriend, right? Is that not the same thing? It's, it's, it, I guess it can be the same oh, thing, but I go. think the here ads, no, 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 it's, they weren't marketing it as that. They were marketing it as a friend or and or girlfriend type thing. Uh, right. It wasn't, was they didn't market it as, it was, right. they didn't market the oh, sex Oh, please. Part. Yes, they did. They didn't market it, but they were, there were oh, certainly double entendre. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a little, well, they're, they're, they're purporting that it's AI driven, but I don't know that anyone's come out and actually seen that it's AI driven. So I don't know I don't how you would do that because I, I, as I said some weeks ago, I've been learning chat GPT sure. and AI art and stuff like that. So, which by the way, I feel like I'm getting better at the AI art stuff. Yeah. Because it, it's definitely a skill. Yeah. It takes some, uh, it, it, it takes some stuff, which is, I don't want to say it's intuitive because it's not. It's almost counterintuitive in some ways. You, it's stuff you just don't think about. So, like, if I say, draw a picture of Rod, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, who knows what the hell I'm gonna get. But if you if you get you know really detailed, sure, then you can get you know what you're actually looking for. And but it take but the same is true with ChatGPT. But it's like okay, if I tell ChatGPT to do a, an outline for a radio show. But then I tell it everything that's in the outline. Why didn't I just write the outline? Sure. So sure. Well, you kind of have to give it some context, right? It needs some context in order to be able to put its... And it's good at just being verbose. Right. So anyway, these, these AI girlfriends, or I guess boyfriends, because it is the 21st century. 20, you, could, yeah, you, know, you can do whatever you want. It just seems like they're doing a lot. So anyway, that's story number one. And I don't want to bring any bad memories or stuff, but you know, Rod, Rod had an AI girlfriend for quite a while. Well, it was, it was yeah, friend, friend girl. girlfriend, stuff like that, friend whatever. Girl. She's a friend. There was times, yeah, girl. there was at one point in time, she, she posited a story where she, where an AI kills, kills right. a guy. I'm she like, did really? to kill him once. She did. A Georgia man is facing charges. Which is not all that unusual. <clears throat> a Georgia man facing charges after authorities caught him in an unusual burglary at a Florida church. Because you knew this was going to go to Florida, right? Oh, yeah. Pretty much had to. 
Uh, officers said deputies responded to reports of a burglary at the Emerald Beach Church of God. In case you were wondering, it's on Alf Coleman Road in Panama City Beach. I've been to Panama City. It's, it's okay. Deputies allege that Derek Porter of Georgia smashed a window with a cinder block to enter the church, prompting the women inside to flee after they heard the noise. He reportedly caused $8,000 worth of damage to the church, took the institution's money bag, and loaded several stolen electronics into his pickup truck, including a television and a computer. When the deputies pulled up to the scene and arrested him, it turned out that he had methamphetamine and drug paraphernalia on him. And when questioned, he told cops that he couldn't remember what happened inside the church, except for one thing. You want to know what the one thing he can remember about being inside the church was? What is that one thing, Dave? Being baptized. Well, there you go. He remembers being in the baptismal and, quote, someone holding him down, unquote. (laughs) Obviously, this was a Baptist. (laughs) I'm just assuming that someone was Jesus, but who knows? I don't know. Makes me say... WTF? I'm Rabbi Dave. Hi, I'm Friar Rod. Hey, Dave. What would you say about a new trend that's coming out? And you know, there's, there's. I hate it. Being able, yeah. Okay, there you go. Being able to you know, afford places to stay, and it's, everything's getting more and more expensive. So now the new trend is. Did you say hot. foreplay? No. To stay. No. Sorry, no. my my ears are a little off. I, I'm not sure where we were going. Pay to with stay. This. Pay it to stay. Oh. I don't know. Um, there's a new trend, Dave, called hot bedding. That's now, not new. Well, th- we okay. do that on submarines. It's called hot oh. racking. Okay. 
where where you cuddle up next to someone in the oh, same God, bunk? Oh God, no, no, no. Okay, well, <laughs> so like no, that, this no. is this is hot bedding where where people are renting Although, out the other side of their bed. So, so there's wait, a woman. Say that again. A woman says she makes hundreds renting out the other side of her bed, but hot bedding requires boundaries. She's living the dream, Dave. She's sleeping with folks and charging them per lay. Welcome strangers into her bed every night. This become profitable practice for one sexy singleton who lacks, I'm sorry, who tucks in an extra $600 a month by renting out the unaccompanied side of her mattress where her ex-boyfriend slept for two years. Hot bedding is, an excellent, is excellent for people who are able to detach emotionally and sleep next to another person in a completely respectful and non-strings-attached manner. Yes, hot bedding, Dave. It takes two people who respect each other's space, values, and boundaries to do hot bedding. It's just like sharing a room with two beds. However, you only sleep in the same bed together, so you definitely want a big bed with lots of space in the room to make it worthwhile. So there should be, you know, you should set up, you know what, that's it. You set up instead of a, instead of a Airbnb, you, you, we need to set up a new website that just does, you know, hot bedding. You're just going to rent out the other side of your bed. Hot B. <laughs> Typical scenarios for hot bedding. Number one, Navy ships. Number two, migrant workers. Number three, urban overcrowding. Number four, homeless shelters. Or, oh, here's, here's some concerns. You ready? Sure. Hygiene issues, lack of personal space, and exploitation, mm -hmm. like charging people to sleep on the other side of your bed. Yeah. Is she discriminatory about who these people are? She's just letting I, anybody you know, with I, I would in? think certain cleanliness status would be there. You know, you need to shower before you come to bed. So I guess you're renting your shower out too, because how can you rent that just that one side of your bed without right. renting out other parts of the? I mean, I do that anyway, but then again, as we all know, I take about five showers a day. So yeah, wow. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh, that's weird, man. I don't know. It's AI the kind of thing that would make. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> girlfriends start looking pretty good when you get to these weird people. See, have we reached the point in the world where that's that's where we're at? Because look, the AI girlfriend is going to learn from you what you want, what you sure. like, what yeah. buttons to push or not push. Things that a real girlfriend, and I can say this from experience, also learns, but in a different way. So are we actually head headed into this? We're, uh, God, this is so weird. Human interaction is becoming subsumed to AI interaction. Well, and you've got this group of what incels that, right? Where, where are they going to turn to if they're not? Are they going to go to a hotbed and do what? <laughs> or are they going to practice with their AI girlfriends? Why would they go to the hotbed? They don't get to touch her, right? No. Well, if they do, well, I would imagine at, that's assault. At least, well, or an additional charge. Sure. Because there's more to that story than she's a she's letting on right well she is an australian dave so you know well and see that proves it right there well yeah it's a country you know populated by entirely entirely by criminals so it's what i've heard and they're all upside down which is the kind of thing that whether today is september 3rd or august 23rd or possibly september 14th is the kind of thing that makes you say 
What the frock? And on that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. Mm, it seems kind of dumb to say, and well, this has been... Well, you got to reach out to us, though, now, right? Because we never gave our website or even our email address. Well, even when we do, nobody responds. Well, okay, well, so this is a challenge, right? Is it? It is. Because now I'm quasi-professional, so... You are, and people must respond. You're, you know, you're Professor Dave. I'm going to call you Professor Dave when you're done. Well, I do have a doctorate. You do. And Just not have, in history. But once you get the history degree, you know, then I'll be your professor. See, that's my day. dream is that they'll look at all my, they'll look at my life when they, when they finally sit down and the admissions people, they'll look at my life and they go, look what this guy has done. He doesn't need to sit in these ridiculous classes. Let's just grant him his degree. That's you what get I'm an honorary for. history degree. Is that what you're looking for? No, no. I want an actual degree. I don't want But then I realized that if they do that, they don't get all that taxpayer money. Sure. So why would they Which do is that? their goal. Right. They, they want to get paid. They gots to get paid. And you people have got to fork over the money so that I can pay for it. Yeah. If I've learned nothing else in my 60 years of life, I've learned that. So you reach out to us at WTF at WhatTheFrock.org. Or yeah. online at? At WhatTheFrock.org. Or on Facebook. WhatTheFrock. Yeah, we're there. Rod will actually read them. I won't. Usually. And on that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this has been a ridiculously unscheduled version of... What the frock?